Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Yes, uh, in today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be just discussing Season 4, Episode 6 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Just You Wait and See, or if you are in Germany, the title of this episode is A Heavy Birth. Spoiler alert. Um, yep. The uh, IMDb user synopsis of this episode is Simon sees no harm in accepting a non-date with Diane until his girl Dina and her pa see them in the pool hall. Lucy's joy to get her driver's license is spoiled by the silly picture. Cute, carless Andrew Nalos's proposal to pick him up for a movie cheers her up, but he expects the whole courteous, generous treatment girlfriends usually expect, plus a grilling from his dad. An apparently stray kitten seems to choose Ruthie to provide a home, but after lots of hiding, the truth catches up. Matt tags along when Eric comes to hospital and takes Hank to dinner to discuss why pregnant Julie is with Annie, whining jealously about the gynecologist's female patients, including a supermodel. Thus, they are out of reach when contractions start weeks early— Wow, we don't even have to do an I episode know. anymore. I was because... going to say, this, this, this has been a very thorough summary. Yeah. Like, what um, do we have to say now? Well, anyway, what was your uh, first impression of this episode? Um, I, as you are well aware, but now everybody else will... share with the world? Yes. The world. I really enjoyed this episode, but purely, I think, for one reason. It, it was just one scene. It was like a split second that was... I don't know. Well... I think... A lot of the times, um, I've realized that in past episodes where I've really enjoyed them, it's because of the guest stars, and this one I think was purely because of the guest star, Um, which when we discuss Lucy's storyline, it's Andrew Nalos' character. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed it, Um, (laughs) you know, as much as one can enjoy a 7th Heaven episode. Which is immensely. Exactly. So. So immense joy. Also, the fashion was on point this episode, which we'll also get to. <laughs> which was really good. All right, so um, I guess we'll start with the cold open, which was kind of long, but it yeah. starts with Ruthie coming home from school, but we don't see any of the other kids, and she's checking the mailbox, although it didn't really look like the Camden's mailbox. Right. Um, it did look like they were on the porch of some other home, or yeah. she was on the porch of some other home. Uh, when, as the user review says, a cat wanders onto the property. Yeah, she is a, or he... I guess it's a he. It's a when he. We, yeah. The cat is he. I the didn't know if you were he. talking about Ruthie. No, no, no. I just realized the cat is a he. Um, the kitten is... On com- the porch. Yes. And she picks him up and uh, takes him insi- takes him inside. Um, we then go back to the kitchen where uh, the rest of the kids come in. Uh, Lucy has gotten her driver's license. And we learn that she drives really slowly because Mary's complaining about how... Slowly she drives. There's some sort of fun sibling banter about how Mary has dog feet and then horse feet. <laughs> dog feet. They're just saying they're like, because she was like, I have to. So apparently on the drive home, Mary had her feet out the window, which is very dangerous. Yes. Um, it's kind of like also when I see people with their feet on the dashboard, I'm like, your face is going into your knees if you get into an accident. Um, but... She was like, I had to air out my dogs, and they're like, more like horses. Ha, ha. And, you know, she's like, oh, you have big feet. But so, Lucy has no room to talk because her driver's license comes in the mail. Uh, and her picture is terrible as, again, yeah. the user synopsis hit on all of the main <laughs> plot points. 
Yeah, she's like kind of looking away. I don't know. We might use this on one of our social media. A lot of social media um, potential in yeah, this episode. So you might see this. You might not. I'm sorry. Uh, but the great thing about the driver's license is that we have an address for uh, the Camdens. So if you are in California, find yourself in Glen Oak, which doesn't exist. Um, I don't uh, think it actually exists. No, it doesn't. Uh, but you can go I stalk th- the Camden home. Yeah, and I think that that was actually like the name of the street. Um, is also the name of the street where the house that they used for the exterior filmed. Um, so it's called, or it's called, the address It's in is, Santa Monica. Ah, it's uh, 527 Alda Road. Alta. Oh. A-L-T-A. Oh. I, the... Cannot read. Yes, that's true, I cannot um, read. Um, so the other thing that we get is Lucy's birthday, uh, which is January 22nd, 1983, Fun fact, that is also the same uh, month and day of Beverly Mitchell's birthday, except she was born in 1981. Uh, Except we discussed this before the episode. That doesn't really match up with prior 7th Heaven continuance? Uh, Continuity, Mm -hmm. because... um, in season one, I think it was when she had when Lucy had her thirteenth birthday party. Um, it was in no, the episode aired in November, so. Um, and usually, uh, the epi- like the days or the months in which the episode aired um, are like chronologically when uh, when this, like it's the, like the, the thing is happening. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but I think this is something that never like I think they do that a lot with a lot of the birthdays. Where they just pop up out of nowhere yeah. and are never the same. Um, right. That's enough about Lucy's driver's license. Yeah, but actually that is the home, that is the actual address of the home that they used for the exterior of the Camden house. So if you find yourself in Santa Monica, it has been like remodeled and stuff, um, but 527 Alta Avenue, if um, that's the real address. So, yep. uh, so then we have, uh, well, first Ruthie comes inside and she's got the cat in her backpack And she kind of runs away from Annie because she doesn't want anyone to know she has the cat in the backpack. Um, The cat very obviously jumps out of the backpack and she scoops it back up, but nobody, somehow nobody sees. And then the doorbell rings and it is Aunt Julie. Wait, first uh, the Rev comes home and he's Uh, had his like checkup with the doctor. Uh, We are still talking about the recent heart attack. The the heart attack goes on. The banter will go on until the end of the series. So uh, some people even think that the, during the last season, the Rev was supposed to be dead, and there oh. was like this, there's like yeah, this whole kind of conspiracy Ooh. about that. Uh, so his checkup went great. His good cholesterol is good, and his bad cholesterol is also good. Wow, you can't good. say that word. Can't say a lot of words if you haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, and he's all healthy, and he's ready to go back into the world. He has like a mantra for himself. It's I'm calm. I won't let anything stress me or whatever. Right. He, he brought Annie roses after his doctor's appointment. He's like, I need you to stop and smell these. So, haha. Um, they look like they're about to have some sexy time, but then the doorbell rings, and as Aaron said, it's Aunt Julie. Uh, Aunt Julie, who is very pregnant. And she announces that she is leaving Hank because she will not have a baby with that man. Um, and that is the cold open. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start out with Simon's storyline, which also connects Mary. Uh, Mary actually doesn't really have anything that's happening in this episode. She's kind of just there. Well, we'll get, because the whole thing, like, the ball really gets rolling when, um, the, all of the kids realize that no one is cooking dinner, so they're like, oh, we're going to get to go out for dinner, or, um, or we're going to order dinner, or whatever. So, um, 
Lucy ends up getting a We'll get back to this later. Yeah. She gets a call that she's going to go on a date, so Lucy is taken care of. And Mary is like, oh, well, I will offer to take the other kids out to dinner. Um, but Ruthie doesn't want to go because she's hiding the cat. Right. So it ends up just being her and Simon. Uh, which uh, I'm going to say I like that we got this. Um, yeah, we I, haven't I feel really like seen them together. Yeah, we haven't seen them together, and I like that... Uh, I like when we get um, new and different sibling combinations. Uh, we learn they go to the pool hall, and we learn at the pool hall that uh, Simon's kind of in hot water with Dina's dad. Um, they were caught making out in the living room of Dina's house. Uh, they made well, they had dis- it's, I have the quote: yes. "Dina and I discussed our makeout options because they decided it was safer to make out at Dina's house than at the Camden house because they were like we realized her father." is a minister, and that if he caught us, he might be a little bit more liberal. Isn't um, a minister. In, in, yeah, well, yeah, isn't a minister. And if he caught us, rather than, like, the Rever Annie, that the punishment would be um, less serious. But um, I don't I don't know where they get that idea, because, like, if you look at, like, Lucy and Mary's dating history in that house, the, the Reverend Annie don't really seem to care. So, anyway, they got caught, and... Um, they, her you know, father her, is like they can only go out once. Oh, they can only have a date night like once a week now. So that's why, because Mary was like, "Oh, why aren't you doing anything with Dina tonight?" Because I think it's supposed to be like a Friday or yeah, Friday. Yeah, it is a Friday. So, um, so they're you know just having the times. Um, well, <laughs> you Mary. Well, because Simon's going on and on about yeah. like take, talking about like making out with Dina and stuff, and, and Mary like, was like, "Who are yeah. you?" <laughs> Um, and while this is happening, we see that a girl uh, across the way in the pool hall is making eyes at their table. I first thought that it would be an exciting po- exciting new romance for Mary, but it's not. Um, this girl is named Diane. Um, <laughs> sh- it's not... It's not the other Diane it, that actually was involved with Mary. Mary it's, uh, a, it's a new Diane. And Diane thinks that Mary is on a date with Simon. And uh, Mary very quickly goes, no, this is my younger brother and my, you know, my 13-year-old younger brother. Because then Diane turns around and it's like, oh, hello. Yeah. I'm Diane. um, And Simon invites uh, her to sit with them, which is kind of, I don't know, I guess maybe he's like 13 and he thinks this is cool. And she sits down and she snuggles up right next to Simon. She's 15, by the way. Oh, yeah. She announces that at some point. Um, Um, And... I didn't, well, Mary, what, it cuts away. Mary's like whatever. It cuts away, and then it comes back to the scene. And Simon is finishing a story, and we don't really know what the story is. But like, Diane is like hanging on every word, and Mary's kind of just rolling her eyes, and she's like, "You're so boring. I don't know what's wrong with this girl." Uh, and we also did not know what was wrong with this girl. Um, at some point, I think she leaves the table. Just she, start. She offers. She she's like, "Do you want to play pool?" And then she gets up and. Walks away from the table. And then Mary's like, you do realize what's happening here, right? And Simon's like, she's just being nice. Um, whatever. Yes. And then, so there's a very suggestive scene right. here. She puts the pool cue in her her palm, which is like, fa- I'm doing it, but like, her palm is facing upwards. And she puts the pool cue down right across her palm, and she closes her hand around it, and it I don't want to... <laughs> it looks like exactly what you think it's looking yeah. like, and it's very suggestive, and she kind of, like, looks up through her eyelashes at Simon, and she's like, am I doing this right, Simon? And Simon's like, oh... So, of course, he has to go stand behind her and put his arms around her to show her the correct way to play pool. And as predicted, that's right when... We hear Dina's voice, and she's like, Simon? And... 
so her Dean, father is there as well. Uh, remember, he does not have a good relationship with uh, Dina's father. And then Simon's like, uh, Dina, this is my girlfriend, Diane. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Simon's like, oh my god, what did I just say? So he's like, I mean, Diane, this is my girlfriend, Dina. And then Diane has the nerve to be like, I'll give my number to Mary in case you need it later. Well, she, and she also said, you didn't say anything about having a girlfriend um, right in front of Dina. And I was like... Whatever this uh, we this freak this right because like Simon looks thirteen. I don't know how old the actor is at this point. She looked like I thought she was going to be Mary's age, and that's right. like seventeen. So she, I mean, I she like, looks she looks like she could be yeah, like a senior in high school or even like a freshman or something in college. I mean, the actress herself probably was, was but they but, didn't do they right. didn't do much work to make her look any younger than she. Uh, I mean, they is. gave her like a pink clip to like put her hair back. I always feel like clips like that are meant yeah. to make you look younger, but yeah, um, we do have our first '90s fashion moment of the episode, and of, of course, of, it is Dina. Yes, obviously, our fashion queen. Um, I'm gonna miss her when she's gone. <laughs> right? See, you've become attached yeah, to Dina. Yeah, I've, I've become she attached is... to Dina. Yeah. Um, so she is ahead of her time. Because she's wearing, well, first of all, she's wearing this orange top, which has a heart cutout. And I'm like, oh, my God. Cutouts are, like, not, I don't know if current cutouts are in now, but they were very in, like, the last two or three years. And she's ahead of her time. Uh, She looks fabulous, as always. Uh, They have a conversation about... Heart to heart, you know. About, like, what's happening. And Simon is like, nothing. I was just... It wasn't anything. And meanwhile, while they're talking, uh, Mary is talking to (laughs) Dina's dad. Dina's dad, who thinks that everyone is too young to be dating, including Mary. Well, because... uh so, yeah, he's like, how old are you? Do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, I'm 17, but, and I don't have a boyfriend. He's like, good, you're waiting until you're old enough to have a mature relationship. Um, and she's like, no, the only reason I'm single is because my last boyfriend had to go, like, had to move away with his son and go to college. And, this like, Dina's father is horrified that uh, Mary dated someone who had a son. Um, so... Well, he's this like, conversation is so strange, because first he's like, well, how old is this guy? Like, oh, just a year old. You're older than me. And then he goes, where is his wife? And I'm yeah. just like, all of these, like, what? How did you know he was married? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And, the um, other thing is that, like, is Mary just forgetting about all the people she, like... Like, Jordan? Yeah. Like, wasn't that her most recent boyfriend? Well, exactly. Like, they were actually dating for a while, or a bit, like a couple of, I don't know. Yeah. Well... For a hot second. Um... We, but unfortunately, we have to leave the pool hall. And and Michael Towner. She oh did. yeah, she dated Michael Towner. Uh, come on, Mary. Yeah. What I guess she's talking. She's serious. I yeah. guess if she wanted to. Um, so anyway, then they we, have to leave because there's a phone call and they're paging uh, Hank Hastings and the Reb. So Mary's like, my father's not here, but I'm gonna take that because like it might be important. So that's kind of where we cut well, that we can, story. We off. can end it with. Um, well. Dina calls yes. Simon later, um, and they chat, and at the end of the episode, like, the whole, all the Camden kids are going out for ice cream, and Simon is like, drop me off at Dina's, because I think, like, we still want to talk, or whatever, and, um, Mary's like, what do you want me to do with Diane's number, and Simon's like, throw it out. Burn it, he says <laughs> oh. specifically. Um, but, so we don't, we, uh, we're going to assume here that Dina forgives him, um, yeah. and that they're not broken up, because I feel like they would not do the breakup off screen with, no, like, somebody like that's Dina. Gonna be, uh, I actually forget how she 
how that all goes down. Um, anyway. So that's Simon and Mary's storyline, really. Uh, we'll do Ruthie very quickly. As we mentioned, Ruthie finds a kitten. Um, this kitten, a lot of the episode just cuts to Ruthie hiding the kitten. Well, as we said, all of the adults are distracted with the Hank and Julie drama, so it's kind of just like they know she's up to something, but they're like, oh, if it was really bad, we'd find out sooner rather than later. So, like, they're just kind of letting it go for now, and, like, we'll deal with that later. So um, we have her, like filling a bowl with milk and, like, saying, like, I just like to drink my milk from a bowl. Right, and then she, like, introduces the kitten to the twins. Um, Happy is on to her the whole time because Happy is just sitting outside. Anytime that she goes into a room with the kitten, uh, Happy is just hanging out outside of the room. Um, At one point, she kind of tries to get uh, Aunt Julie involved in her hiding of the kitten. The kitten is obviously making a lot of noise or meowing, and um, as the user summary told us, Julie is pregnant, um, and... The baby comes early. Yes. We're not hiding the ball on that. So... uh, So, like, whenever she's, like... Making uh, Julie's making noises of pain or labor or whatever um, people do. Uh, Ruthie's like, can you make sure it's not ow? And instead you say meowch <laughs> or something. Um, and Julie's like, okay, <laughs> I'll try. And it truly doesn't tell anyone. Yeah, then. She was like, oh, Ruthie, I didn't know you had a kitten. And it's just like... Nobody... I'm keeping it a secret, yeah. and Julie's like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, at the end of the episode, we have Billy... Billy, right? Yeah, Billy um, and his mother come over to the Camden house, um, and we learn that Billy has lost his kitten, Norton. Uh, Named after a character from The Honeymooners. Um, I have not watched The Honeymooners, so I cannot relate. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, And Ruthie has to give the cat back, and she gets 20 bucks for it, so um, that's cool. But then she uses the $20 to pay for ice cream for everyone, which is really nice of her. I guess. Foolish. (laughs) I thought it was nice. But yeah, that's really um, Ruthie's storyline. Yeah. Hijinks. Hijinks with the cat and the cat pack. So then we have your favorite, surprisingly, your favorite storyline is Lucy's. I'm telling you, Lucy's been great this season. Okay. She's been okay. You know she gets worse. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but I need to like. She reverts to her old self. I need to enjoy this while it lasts. Uh, Well, she, she doesn't really have a whole lot of dialogue. Um, it's all, you know, face acting. Yeah. Um, so we, there's a phone call um, while, I think, like, basically they're talking a lot about... It's when they're like, oh, the dinner isn't cooking. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to go out. And, like, first Mary and Lucy are like, oh, well, who's going to drive? Because Lucy, of course, wants to drive now. Um, and then Mary's like, I'm not going out with you, but... There's this whole thing about the cars because they just got the new car and who's going to take the old car versus the new car because they both want to take the new car. Then the phone rings and it is Andrew Nalos who is played by... Will Estes. Uh, Will Estes. Oh my God, you guys. (laughs) I have so many feelings about Will Estes. Um, He was one of... Like the celebrities that I crushed on hard when I was younger, right up there with Eric Von Detten. Eric Von Detten, Orlando Bloom. Um, anyway, Will Estes, I know him from one of my like favorite TV shows back in the day, which was American Dreams, which aired on NBC with Britney Snow. He was he's been in a lot of other things too. He had a couple of roles in I think not all of the uh, Batman trilogy, but like I think he was definitely in The Dark Knight. He's been in episodes of Law and Order and Blue Bloods, and uh, he hasn't really done much since. Uh, anyway, he plays Andrew, 
who asks Mary out on a date. We learn immediately that Andrew can't drive, so... Not Mary, sorry, Lucy. He asks Lucy out on a date. That Andrew can't drive, and that Lucy is going to be the one that takes him to um, the movie theater. So there's some, like, scenes here where Lucy and Mary are trying to figure out, and, like, Annie are trying to figure out what the... who's driving what where kind of thing. And Lucy gets her way and gets to drive... The new car. Right. Um, I think it's mostly because uh, at, at that point, Mary hasn't formed the plan to take the kids out to dinner. And also, I mean, if she's just taking the other kids, like, let Lucy take the new car because she's taking out, like, someone who isn't a family member. I agreed with this. Um, but So Lucy shows up, and this is our other 90s moment of, or 90s fashion moment of the episode, because she looks like she just came out of the Matrix. Now, I don't remember when the Matrix came out, I think like 2000, 2000, I think. I don't know. We should have looked this up. Yeah, if you, yeah. I'll look it up. You, you keep talking. Uh, so, yeah, she's wearing um, like a knee length. 1999. 1999. What, what like month? Do we have a month? March. Oh, yeah. So post, she, it's, this was post Matrix. Yes. Yeah, she looks ex- She's like wearing the leather, like long leather jacket. She's wearing a leather duster. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's wearing a leather duster. That's exactly what it's called. And she's wearing a turtleneck. She looks. Like, her hair's up. She looks very fierce for, like... She looks like she's about... She, uh, she's, it actually reminded me of, like, something that they would have dressed Sarah Michelle Geller in. Right. And Buffy. Like, and Buffy. She would exactly. dress like, like exactly. Buffy, like, on, you know, going on patrol. That's exactly so. it. <laughs> she, like, she looks fierce. And uh, Andrew comes out. But Andrew also comes out with his parents and his dad. So we have, like, a role reversal here, obviously, uh, where... Usually, you know, it's the guy that picks up uh, the girl for, like, the date. And gets grilled by the parents. But instead, um, we have Lucy getting grilled by Andrew's dad. Um, who says a lot of weird things. Like, right. I know how you girls are, and have you ever been arrested? And then he's like, 10 o'clock, not one minute later, or else I'm calling the police. <laughs> and she's like, okay, this is weird. You know, um, and... He, so they walk to the car, and Andrew just kind of sits, stands by the passenger door, and Lucy's like, what? And he's like, fine, I'll get the door for myself, and I'm, like, loving this. Uh, so he gets in, and Lucy's kind of, I feel like, a bit, like, shell-shocked about having this, like... Weird, exp- like, this new experience. Right. And they get to the movie theater, and then we get a look at Lucy's bag, which is, like, a zebra pit print purse. Looks and like I'm a like, lunch bag. It does kind of look like a lunch bag. And they're next, they're in line, like, they're at the... Ticket counter. Yeah, ticket window. And nobody is doing anything. Uh, So the ticket person's like, uh, I'm waiting here in suspense. Or the suspense is killing me. Yeah. So Lucy's like, uh, two student tickets, which were only $10. For two, yeah. Um, So, and it was a night, it was a night movie. You know, it was not like a matinee pricing. Uh, And then... So then they're like, she waits for like Andrew to possibly pay and he doesn't take out his wallet. So Lucy pays and as they're going in, Andrew gets to the door first and he's like, I'll buy the popcorn. And he walks in and he doesn't even hold the door for her, which is like, he just lets the door like close in her face, um, which is rude even if you're not like, you should just do that if someone's behind you. So uh, I guess after the movie's over, um, she drives him back. Uh, This time I think she does go and open the passenger door for she him. She does. I think he's just a... Uh, and they, like, kiss. It, it was... He he actually takes, like, the initiative here, and he leans in and kisses her. And then after he pulls back, she leans in, and then his parents come out. And he's like... Uh, his, da- her, his dad says, you're late. And they, like, take Andrew inside. 
And, well, before Andrew goes inside, it's like, so we'll do this again? And she's like, nope. Um, and So good for her, except she does go out with him again many times. No. Well, I mean, yay. Andrew Nalos will be back. Hi, because I really like Will Estes. Um, and that's basically the end of her storyline. Um, at the end, she kind of has a remark about how, like, I, ca- I can't believe, like, Andrew's like that. Um, like, what is that? Like, how is that a way to be? And... She was talking about how, like, weird it was for her dad, like, for Andrew's dad to grill her. And then we have Simon and Matt being like, welcome to our world. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, another kind of, like, like, trope put on its head here. So, Seventh Heaven being progressive, et cetera, et cetera. I guess. I guess. (laughs) Comedy, I don't know. Uh, But that's Lucy's storyline. And now we're at... It was a little overboard, uh, Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Um, And I think our final storyline, or not I think, I know our final (laughs) storyline, is the main one. Um, So as we mentioned, Julie is leaving Hank. So uh, For all of these, like, very foolish reasons, as mentioned. um, Oh, and she's like, I know he's having an affair with one of his patients. When I call him at the hospital, he's never there. Like, he's never available. And I'm like, he's a doctor, so... I mean, when he's at work, he probably is involved in things. Whatever. Uh, she's particularly concerned about one of his patients, which is who is a supermodel. And so I guess, like, she's kind of jealous about what she looks like. You know, she's feeling insecure. And on top of that, she has other reasons, like, oh, I clean the kitchen, and then he cleans the clean kitchen. And it's clearly... You know, stupid, yeah, and there's, like, you know, there's artificial not, conflict. Right, there, there's not really, like, a, a real problem. Um, and then on, so what the Rev does, because... Well, she says, first, I was just going to say, Julie says, like, br- blames the Rev because she's like, I only got married to him because you disliked him so much, which is just, I don't understand. I do not understand. Um, well, she says she started dating him because... The Rev didn't like, like him, him so much. But then, but like, obviously married him for other reasons. But she basically says that he's a bad man, although there's no evidence of him being a bad man. And At one point, the word abusive was used, and I was like, I don't think this, that's right. this is a correct... Uh. And then uh, she's like, I cannot have a child with this man. Um, so the Rev decides that the best way to fix this, because he's not really... We get all the reasons out of Julie after the Rev leaves, but he thinks that, like, clearly Hank must have done something wrong. So he's like, I'm going to go talk to Hank. Like, using nobody's permission whatsoever. Well, uh, Simon actually tells him, like, don't you think you should ask Julie if you want to go talk to Hank? I think she'll be upset if you go and do that. Um, and the Rev goes anyway. And then everybody agrees with Simon that, like, oh, and Julie's going to be angry he did that. So um, just to kind of also add to... So basically, to, to also... Because there was hijinks going on right, here. Right. A lot of talk about the cars and who's taking what car and Lucy taking the new car to go on her date. And then Mary was going to have to take the minivan, but the Rev has snuck out and nobody knows he has left. So the car that Mary was supposed to take the kids to dinner in is gone. So Aunt Julie gives Mary the keys to her car and she's like, take the, take the kids yeah. to dinner with my car. So now there are no cars at the Camden house just to set up right. this later hijinks. So, um, while the Rev is on his way to the hospital to go see Hank, we have basically, um, Annie trying to, like, soothe Julie, um, which is just, you know, I mean, it's, it's 
whatever. It's to no avail because yep. Julie keeps coming up with these reasons of why she can't stay with Hank. And she also kind of lets on that she's scared that they're going to be bad parents, which I think is, like, supposed to be at the heart of all of this because the resolution of it is kind of that. that. Um, she said, there is a moment which I actually enjoyed where she's like, you know what the irony of all this is? That I'm sober and I'm making all these bad decisions. Yeah. And she's like... When I was when at I was least an she was like at least when I drink I don't go do something stupid like go out and get married and pregnant, uh, which I was like ah that's actually pretty funny. Um, but uh, on the flip side, at the hospital, right? First we see the Rev talking to Matt who is still working at the cafeteria because Doctor Hastings is like doing a birth. Um, I guess deliver he's delivering doing a birth doing a birth. <laughs> but uh, which brings up I guess what what about the fact that Matt was supposed to get a new job as like a lab assistant or something. Yeah. But he's still working in the cafeteria um, and then the rev's like uh, I don't want any of this gloop <laughs> or glop I guess. Um, let me just give me a jello. And so he's eating his jello in the cafeteria when uh, Dr. Hastings comes through and he's like, I just stopped in the middle of a birth to see you eating jello at me. Which, which I don't think he should do for any, under any uh, circumstances. Exactly. Like, that is his job. Um, and he should probably see that through to the end. So we find out that Hank actually doesn't know that Julie's left and that um, the Rev is the one that breaks it to him. He's like, Your wife left you. And he's like, What? And, like, your wife left you, like, she is with Annie right now, she's, like, packed a suitcase and everything, and Hank's like, well, I don't know what to do about it, she is being ridiculous. Yeah, he's like, she's been so crazy, um, basically, like, pregnancy equals insanity, as you said. Right, like, Uh, his basic thing is that he's always surrounded by pregnant women, and none of them have ever acted like this. So, the Rev is like, oh... I don't know, like, the whole, it's obviously different when you're living with someone who's pregnant. And I hate this, we kind of talked about this when Annie was in the late stages of her pregnancy with the twins, about how they play this up, um, like, oh, women are so crazy when they're pregnant, and, like, hormones, LOL, like, she just can't control herself. Um, so I don't like that they're doing this again. Again, exactly. It's like, yeah, we've gotten this already, you know, um... There is some Matt's involved in this a bit because after he's the del- very concerned about the supermodel. Right. After the delivery is complete, Hank kind of comes back and he's like, "What do you mean? I don't know how to deal with pregnant women." It's or my like, job, and and like if she's going to be, he's like, my, well, you know, I'm an OBGYN, so like all of my clients are going to be female, and um, doctors have patients, not clients. But <laughs> right, um, so he's like, she needs to get used to it because this is just like my life and. It has nothing to do, I don't know, and I'm not, like, supermodels have difficult pregnancies, too, so, like, someone has to do it, this noble task, Um, and then Matt is very involved. Right, he's like, oh, tell me more about the supermodel. Is she having a scheduled birth? I might work that day. Is it a cesarean? Um, And the Rev's like, obviously, we need to continue this conversation, so let's go out to dinner. Um, And Matt's like, I'm coming. (laughs) So they go out to a healthy Restaurant. It's called the cafe, um, which is where they went when. Um, all right, so like season one or season, like the end of season one, when Matt goes to apologize to Heather after like 
I don't know. They get, and it, it's a totally different place, though. It's the same exterior shot as the when interior. they went in season one, but the interior is totally different, and it's apparently become a health food um, <laughs> restaurant. So while they're there... We have more conversations about... Well, we learn that Julie starts having contractions, and, and Annie is like, oh, no, we have no car. Like, I'm going to call the hospital and have them page Hank and Eric... And, of course, they're at the restaurant. And then, as we know, that after like they make the page at the hospital a million times, they call the pool hall, and that's when Mary answers the phone because she's like, they're looking for my dad. Um, so anyway... We, and- well, we learn also in that scene that the reason that um, Hank doesn't know what's going on is because he's left his wallet and his beeper at the hospital. Now, I think that, like... Should be a, li- a bit. Of, there should be a bit more urgency to the fact that he's left his beeper because he's a doctor and he's an OBGYN. So it's yeah, one of those so. things like where you could be needed at any minute. Um, but he doesn't really seem to care about it. Um, so I guess somehow, we'll go, I guess Matt. Well, so what? Ha- they well, finally find out. All right. Well, so what happened? We should go back that. to. We should go back to what's happening in the house. Okay. I didn't even like whatever. It's the same. Right. Well, she's bullshit, having constriction. Yeah, con- con- contra- contractions. <laughs> well, um, she like doesn't want to believe that she's actually having contractions though. She's like, oh, I must have eaten something that was bad. And Annie's like, no. And also, we learned she's only eight months pregnant, but still, like, yeah. it's not super premature. You were like going into labor, and that's when she's like, I can't have this baby, I can't have this baby with this man, um, I'm not going to be a good parent, but then all of a sudden, like, it kind of hits her, but she's like, oh my god, I'm having this baby, and it's happening now. <laughs> and, um, when Mary finally gets home, uh, uh, Annie's like, okay, let's go, but then Julie's like, it's too late. Like, I, I'm going to have... The baby at the house. house. And the other thing that Julie's really concerned about is, like, going to the hospital... And not having her husband with her, she doesn't, like, she's, because nobody can find Hank. Yeah, and she's like, oh, how embarrassing would that be? And I'm like, that's 1999, like, it's not, well, I guess he works at the hospital. The hospital, so it'd be, like, weird. Yeah. And she's also now, like, probably, like, coming up with scenarios about where the hell is he, because he's not at work. Yeah, she's like, I bet he's with the supermodel. Um, So then Matt, at some point, has left the Rev and Hank, um, who are still at this restaurant, even though their check was given to them, like, way beforehand. I so guess they just were chilling. just, like, talking and whatever, and Matt Goes must have home. walked home, and then he... Oh, no, he has a car. Yeah. So he comes running back in, and he's like, oh, my God, I checked my answering machine when I got home, and Aunt Julie's having the baby at our house, and they couldn't get in touch with you, but I came back as fast as I could. So then uh, the Rev and Hank are like, we must go. So they go. So Julie has been moved somehow from the couch to the uh, to the Rev's the Rev and Annie's room. Somehow, maybe her legs <laughs> carried her. I don't know. <laughs> she might be in, she says she's in a lot of pain. Well, whatever. Uh, so she's going to be giving birth in the master bedroom on the bed, uh, which is strange. They're not even, uh, you like you pointed out, they're not even like towels yeah, or anything. Yeah, I know. I was like, if I was like, if someone was going to give birth in my bed, I'd put a bunch of towels down. Um, the Like the paramedics are. Well, are, no, they get there after. Right, so, no, so, I'm saying they're yeah. like meant to be on their oh, way. Yeah. But um, Hank ends up being the first one on the scene. And before he delivers the baby, him and Julie, Julie says like, I basically the same thing about like, I'm scared that I am not going to. Like, we're not going to be good parents or whatever. She's and also Hank, afraid that Hank's going to leave her. Yeah, and Hank's like, you look so beautiful. And, and also, she's afraid she looks ugly when she's giving birth. 
Um, and he's like, you look so beautiful, and we're going to be great parents, and I'm not going to leave you, and now I'm going to deliver the baby. <laughs> and the baby comes, and it is a... Did we learn if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl, yes. You, where were you? <laughs> I mean, I was clearly just wanting more Will Estes. So, um, yeah, so we learn, well... Oh, right. yeah, we so obviously... The, I'm sorry, that was me being stupid. Her. Erica, so, I knew it was a girl. So, anyway, <laughs> the kids, the baby's born, and then the kids are like, let's get out of here and go get ice cream. Screw this kid. Um, Eric and Annie run downstairs to tell the kids that the baby's born, and they're like, they're not here. Um, and then we get upstairs, um... Hank and Julie are like, what are we going to name the baby? And they're like, uh, we should name it after Eric or Annie, or Eric and Annie. And then they're like, Erica. And I'm pretty sure the middle name they say is Annie. I did, I made that up. But I they're, think, like, yeah. they're like, Erica, and then they say something else, Hastings, but we were speaking to each other over that. So the baby's name is Erica. It is a baby girl. And then, like, haha, so funny, the doorbell rings after the baby is born, and it's the paramedics. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we had the wrong address. And it's, like, it's been, like, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and so, but Annie, like, very pointedly is like, okay, well, mother, father, and baby are upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, the very last scene, I think, is Annie and the Rev going upstairs being yes, like. They're like, we need a new bed, bed. now. And I'm like, she'd have put towels down. They're going to gift the bed to <laughs> Julie. I'm like, Good. Um, but yeah, that is the episode. We have a, a new member of the family. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Erica. Erica. All right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I don't know, this episode was pretty run-of-the-mill, you know, Seventh Heaven. The Rev does his thing, and even though everyone's like, don't get involved, he gets involved. Um, so what are you gonna give it? Um, I'll give it a 3.5. That's, I think that's my... I'll give it a four. You know what? I'll just give it the full four. I'm going to give this a 4.5. Wow. A purely... Just for the Matrix moment? Well, for the Matrix moment, Dina's clothing and Will Estes. Okay. Duh. Um, also, no, purely for Will Estes. <laughs> wow. Um, I yeah. didn't know it had such an effect on you. I loved Will Estes. I'm, I'm going to probably spend a long time after we... Thinking about this? Yes. Looking him up? Yes, okay. looking him up. Um, you can spend your time after Looking this. Looking us up. Yes, if you would like. Uh, we are on Twitter and on Instagram at Camden Cast Show. Uh, we are also on Facebook, which is just Camden Cast. You can like us, you can follow us, uh, you can leave us a comment, what have you. Um, otherwise, the best way to listen to us is either through the iTunes podcast app or... SoundCloud.com backslash Camden Cast. And you can follow us, subscribe rate and review as well yeah um so i'm tandy i'm erin and this was camden cast i know there's no greater feeling than the love of